0: Rock the Musical lands in Newcastle July 18. Get ready to stick it to the man with the ultimate musical thrill ride based on the legendary film and with a rocking new score from Andrew Lloyd Webber. School of Rock the Musical. Book now.
1: Live at the Civic Theatre Newcastle 18th to the 20th of July. He's handsome and smart, a true blue Jets and Knights fan, a part of Australia's Hollywood royalty. A long From General Hospital to Occupation Rainfall, NCIS LA to All Saints, Newcastle Live Radio's very own Novacastrian in Hollywood. It's time to cross to LA to catch up with Zach Garrard. It is time to cross to LA, a very hot LA by all accounts. Good morning and welcome, Zach <laughs> Garrard.
0: Good afternoon, and uh, lovely to chat to you, to you Tracy. Has the, uh, has the fog cleared? Uh, no. The fog <laughs> is still here. <laughs> yeah, the, and the and that's not inside that... my
1: head. It is actually fog outside.
0: I was going to say, the only thing foggy over here is generally inside people's heads in Los Angeles <laughs> on Sunday, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Is it uh, hot
1: over there? I mean, we know that uh, you know, there is a huge wildfire going through Yosemite at the moment. Is it mm. hot over there?
0: It, it, we had a we had a few hot days uh, oh, the last ten days or so. It was in the mid nineties, but um, but it, where we are currently in Studio City, it's sort of high eighties, early nineties, so like high twenties, low thirties. Mm. So it's it's summer, it's summer temperatures. But uh, as you know over here, what happens is you get these sort of these peaks of heat, and it sort of sits and sits and sits and slowly cools mm. off, and then it peaks again. And the, the biggest issue, of course, is the total lack of moisture. We just have no rain. There's no subtly change to come and see it, save us. There's no. Mm. Fremantle, Doctor, in case anybody's listening, Western Australia, <laughs> you know, we just we just, we just, mm. just don't have any of that. Like, you know, in the Bay Area in Northern California, it's quite green and lush and gorgeous, and they do have that moisture. But it kind of just stops around, oh, I want to say Ventura County, mm. a lot of that stops, and then Southern California just gets worse.
1: It's just horrible. I mean, they've got something like 2,000 mm. firefighters battling uh, in Yosemite, 17 helicopters, yeah. 225 yeah. fire engines, 58 dozers. Yep. And uh, thirty nine mm-hmm. water tenders. That's a that's a lot of lot of things. Um, you know, trying to get this under control. It is a huge fire.
0: It's a massive fire. Yeah, and and this is it might be familiar to some listeners. This was happening last year as well. There was a huge fire up around Yosemite mm-hmm. in northeastern California. And this is an extremely rugged area. It's mountainous. The trees are massive, and this is sequoia country as well. So the U.S. Parks and Wildlife Service have actually just wound back a whole lot of legislation to enable them to clear land around the sequoias to save the sequoias because twenty percent of big tree sequoias have been lost in the last two years. So that's a that's a lot of trees and some of these trees are hundreds and hundreds of years old. They're iconic. Mm. And these fires because the earth is warmer as we know, climate is changing and these fires are becoming much more intense. So while Byron Bay is, of course, underwater, <laughs> called, well, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being dramatic, but, <laughs> yeah, but while it splintered, the, yeah. the grass was money. But like my dad said, like Dad said to me that in Byron, the water table is just so high at mm-hmm. the moment, the water's got nowhere to go. Over here, the earth is so parched and so dry that the dams are dropping, water levels are getting mm-hmm. uh, 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 so low that the earth is dry like feet below the surface and some of it comes back to the snowpack um now usually we get our snow between november and march and that snowpack is essential for keeping the streams and the waters and the underwater table flowing when we have no snowpack we have no water flow off the mountains which means the earth dries right up
1: it's just horrendous isn't it? it? It's just what's going on across the world at the moment and how um, how is your dad? I mean I know uh, Byron Bay was inundated uh, over the weekend <laughs> with, with, with both water and people. Um, how, yeah. how, have, how have they found it up there?
0: Oh, look they've been flat out they've been busy a lot of people have taken it in very good humour they mm. understand it I mean um, it actually made the news over here they were talking about because some oh, some wag referred to it as, as like a fire festival thing <laughs> and everyone very quickly went no 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 no, hang on now calm down <laughs> it was it's a big event out in, in like yeah. a, in Tiagara in the middle of a huge basically Swamp Creek area what do you and everybody camps Yeah, <laughs> so it, it's not it's not Billy McFarlane okay and Jar Rule no one has been flown to a- Mountain and they're staying in FEMA tents. Sorry, to an island and they're staying in FEMA tents. No, no, no. It's it's all influences in the mud, not yeah. influencers on an island. Yeah, exactly. So, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so no, it, it's it's all gone. It, they're fine. Byron's fine. Everyone seems to have taken it very good humour. The Northern Rivers needed this. They needed mm. some. It, they needed an injection of cash. They needed something because they're still recovering from the hideous floods in February. Um, so th- this was an essential part of their economic recovery. And it's, it's gone fine. You know, it, it's rough for the artists. Mm. You know, especially those ones who had their their shows cancelled. My Dina, who I was in occupation rainfall with, um, she had a DJ set and she was opening for Gorillas on Friday oh. night, and it got washed out. Yeah, yeah, it was really disappointing because she's an incredible DJ and it was a big thing for her, and then it got cancelled. So, oh, I bet
1: she was devastated
0: yeah she, she was I feel like she took it pretty well again, you know it's okay that she played a couple of little little spots in the festival, but yeah, it was disappointing.
1: Oh poor thing. Now yeah. I know <laughs> that uh, we, we regularly have the conversation you know around uh, around the dinner table and around every, everywhere else about you know the the influence and the prevalence of uh, of betting in in Australia and you know we, how many of our teams have got you know betting companies on on the front of their jerseys. It's something mm. that doesn't actually happen over there.
0: No, no. This this is something that's very really interesting. So there's a, pro, as I mean, even my Newcastle Knights jersey I've got here from 2017. It has Ladbrokes mm. on the back. But gambling in California, and we should specify California, America. It's Atlantic City and Nevada and places like that. And there are casinos around the place. But we're talking specifically about online betting. Now in California, you cannot bet online. There's no apps you can download to bet on. You know, to bet on the Chargers versus mm. the Raiders. You can't do that. Whereas, you know, in Australia, you've got four or five you can pick from. I think think I've got
1: three on, on my phone alone, Zach. (laughs)
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. So exactly right. You know, and and that that's fine. That's fine. Of course, but you know, as we know, the gambling industry mm. does have a have a serious addiction problem, and it does cost people millions and millions of dollars a year. Now, in California, there's a proposition currently being put forward that will be on the midterms in November called Prop Twenty Seven, where they're trying to introduce legislation to allow online gambling, very similar to what they have in New South Wales and Australia. Um, now, the the biggest proponents against it are actually the Native Americans. Because you may remember which when Native Americans were moved off their land or to reservations, part of the reparations they offered Native Americans was to run casinos, mm. which seems odd. And I know it's a punchline in a lot of movies and a lot of TV shows. The Simpsons. This is, this is how it is. Yeah, the Simpsons, of course, mm. there's, a, there's a lot of that. <laughs> but it's exactly, this is what they do. So the Native Americans are coming out and saying, well, we we have licenses to allow us to... Uh, so you can go to a casino and you can put 10 bucks on you know the nights to... Lose mm, yeah, probably yeah. lose <laughs> against can- canterbury next week you can do that at the casino you know but you cannot do it on your phone and they're saying that if you allow online betting we will lose a, a big portion of our income and it's also a way of controlling it too people have to go to a physical space to put that bet on mm. and it's so it's a very interesting conversation that's currently bouncing around here with the native americans saying you know California's california in their language they're saying look we this is our way of continuing, <laughs> continuing to fund our our communities and our people, and, and have some reparations for all the pain that we've we've endured. And this is also a way of, of perhaps separating vulnerable people from their money. So it is uh, it is going to be an interesting conversation as it as it works up towards November.
1: Yeah, it really will be. Now the January sixth yeah. commission. Oh, I had fun watching this. I especially loved the outtakes of uh, whoever kept those was brilliant. The outtakes of uh, of Donald Trump's uh, various different uh, addresses. How's it been? uh, How's it been taken over there? Because uh, basically he's done nothing. He sat he sat in his uh, in his little room and watched uh, Fox News. That's about all that happened.
0: Yeah, and there's a weird. I think I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's like there's like a hundred minutes. The 187-minute window yep. somewhere in between, yep. where nothing was recorded, and they have no idea what happened. And the and the Secret Service are actually being investigated by Homeland Security right now for deleting text messages within that window. So, look, for, for a bit of context here as well, to, to answer your question, how's it been taken? The New York Post, a uh, Murdoch press, uh, Murdoch uh, newspaper in on the East Coast, which has endorsed Trump quite uh, emphatically in the past, have said that he should never hold public office again. Mm. The LA Times out here on the West Coast have said he should be facing criminal charges. Mm. So, so you've basically got the you know one, one stopping short of calling for criminal charges, mm. the other emphatically saying he needs to do it and that he needs to face charges. And that is completely reasonable. Uh, during the, the January 6th Commission uh, hearing this week, um, you, uh, Liz Cheney and some of the other representatives on the board played some evidence from the Secret Service of them actually calling families and saying goodbye because they weren't sure if they were going to live. and these are mostly Mike Pence's bodyguards, we should say. So Trump told Trump had said to Pence that he had let him down. This is during the same time that people were chanting, hang hey, Mike Pence out the front. Now over this three hour period, Trump refused to take any of the advice or any of the calls from any of the people within the inner sanctum. There were two witnesses before the uh, the committee this week. One was an assistant press secretary, another one worked with Homeland Security, and they both said the same thing. They both said, you cannot allow this to happen. And they apparently, uh, Kelly McEnany said at the time that they do not want to call the mob off because they will see that as a victory for the media. This media advisor who confronted the January 6th committee said no, it's she pointed at the television and said, does it look like we're winning? Mm. Does that look like we're winning? And then she turned in her badge and said, that'll do, I'm done, thank you very much. And they've since been very helpful with presenting <laughs> some insight mm. and some, some evidence and some truth to the JAN6 committee. Now, the the outtakes you're talking about he, it's, it's bewildering, like, he was presented a script to speak to camera, uh, like, it was three or four hours after the insurrection had begun, to tell people to go home, and then he just went full stream of consciousness, off the cast, calling them very special people, what they had done, well, it was wonderful, and they had a rigged election, it was stolen, but they needed to go home, and all this, all this, just grotesqueness it was just hideous what he was saying to these people again it had shades of the virginia charlottesburg uh statement where he said there were fine people on both sides um you know one was of course white nationalists the mm. other were not and this time and then the second outtake you're referencing was his actual address to the nation which i remember seeing uh in january 2021 and he refused to say the election is over so on a teleprompted script, you heard of, You actually heard, of, I think it was Ivana Trump off the, um, off to the side trying to say to him, he couldn't say the word yesterday. He was trying to say yesterday, yesterday. He said, no, yesterday is a hard word for me to say. I can't say it. Take it out. And then he got up to talking about the election. He said, the election's over. He said, no, 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 I don't want to say the election's over. And Ivana said to him something like, um, well, do, do you want to accept that it's being challenged or something like that? So he was editing this as he went along. Now, this is why people are saying that he is culpable in all of this. Because he's refusing to accept any of the advice from the public servants, he's refusing to accept any common sense or practicality. And also, Rudy Giuliani was recorded. Uh, he called. I think it was Mark Meadows. No, no, no. It was the Attorney General. He called Bill Barr um, at that stage and said, "Can you please delay this impeachment? Um, this, impre- this impeachment proposal while we got things together?" So they were trying to, s- to subvert the course of justice in the wake of an assault on American democracy. So if that doesn't face criminal charges, I don't know what does. And Steve Bannon is, of course, the first person mm. charged with contempt of Congress since 1975 for failing to appear in front of the January 6th committee. He's facing up to two years in prison for, um, for, for, yeah, for, for failing to appear. Couldn't happen to a nicer so,
1: bloke.
0: Yeah, right. It's going to be very satisfying mm. to see him in orange. And uh, maybe, maybe uh, Trump as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Now, we know that Joe Biden has got uh, COVID, but he's doing doing quite well. Um, you're expecting yes. a full indoor mask mandate uh, to come back into effect in LA County this week?
0: This is interesting as well. So Barbara Flair is, is our county, um, county chief, LA County Health Chief. And we've reached the threshold, which is 11 hospitalizations per 100,000 people, which puts us in the high category, meaning theoretically we have to go back to an indoor mask mandate. But I was looking at the numbers today, and there's about 460 deaths a week in California, sorry, 250 deaths a week in California. 100 of those deaths every week are in, are in Los Angeles. So things are quite serious, and people are dying. But the infections aren't nearly as bad as they were in December 2020. We're getting, you know, who remember well, mm-hmm. we're getting 20 to 25,000 cases a day. We're getting between four and six. Now, what they said is they're noticing that there's like a, a, an increase, then a plateau, then a drop, then an increase, then a plateau, then a drop. So Barbara Ferris said, even though the, the thresholds would indicate that we need to be back into an indoor mask mandate, the numbers are, are, so, are so fragile and they're so frivolous right now. Um, that it's hard to really tell how severe it is. Mm. but what they're learning is that the infection is, the infection rate is out there, but it's nowhere near as bad as it was. So it, it's kind of 5050 still. We were told to expect a full indoor mask mandate as of Friday, but they said if the numbers drop off a bit this week, which is, which is, which is what has happened this weekend, mm. then it, it may not it may not be necessary.
1: Wow, it's, uh, we need to get back to it and, and very, very quickly Mate, thank you so much yeah. for your time this morning I really appreciate it, it's nice to know that Splendour Has made its way all the way over to LA yeah. that's, that's even better yes. <laughs>
0: It's incredible, making the big news over Absolutely. here Absolutely,
1: <laughs> you have a good one We'll catch up next week
0: straight Thanks mate, bye
1: you, mate. Newcastle in the Morning covers the big Stories that matter the most to you The local issues often Neglected, Tracy Max plain talking, no-nonsense approach will get your morning off right. Talking news, sport, entertainment, music, lifestyle and more. Joined by Michael Blaxland and covering what you need to know and even some of the stuff you didn't. It's Tracy Mack with Newcastle in the morning. Weekdays from 9 to midday only on Newcastle Live.